0: Gear up as Cash Miller and a team of accomplished guests steer you
1: on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing Masters, the agency power show. Hello, everyone. My name is Cash Miller. I'm the host of Marketing Masters and the CEO of Titan Digital. Today, we're going to be talking about building your marketing team, you know, because a lot of businesses, if they want to build that team internally, or they're going to put together, you know, say different, um, you know, contractors and stuff, you know, you're going to at some point, hopefully in your business, as it grows, you're going to want to have a team of your own or a team that you're working with. I've got with me a... Tim Parkin, Parkin Consulting. He is a master at putting such teams together. Tim, you know, it's great to have you on the podcast. Uh, Tell us a bit about what you do.
0: Thanks so much, Cash. I'm excited to be here and to have this conversation. I'm an advisor and a coach to marketing executives. And as you said, I help them build high performance marketing teams. You know, in today's environment with the economy and with budgets and with the competition, it's really important that you're not only doing marketing as you know, but that you have a team who can execute directly and efficiently and effectively. And so that's what I help my my
1: clients do. Who um, just, you know, to give uh, some background for you know, our listeners, who have you, what kind of companies do you typically work with?
0: Absolutely. I work with a, a wide range of companies in all types of industries. And typically, obviously you have to have a team, right? If you don't have a team, I can't really help you there. Uh, most of my companies are fairly large uh, companies So 250 million in revenue and up, mm-hmm. you know, usually about a thousand employees total and up in terms of size. Um, but a lot of my clients are, you know, funded startups, uh, medium sized businesses who have a new team and they're not sure how to manage it, how to build it effectively. And now they're at an inflection point where they're trying to grow and scale and they realize they need the team. They need more structure, they need more process, but they don't mm-hmm. know
1: how. Yeah. You, you mentioned structure and process and stuff. And of course, you know, I'm an agency owner run one and we, you know, what do we do? We have to, you know, we've built a marketing team. because so we've got, you know, like 30 employees and such. And if you don't have those structures and processes in place, you know, I say, and this is, you know, it's generally for business, you know, any business, you need those things, you know, but it's really critical because with marketing teams, you have um, a lot of differing backgrounds and like skill sets, you know, that people are going to have, you know, you might have content writers, designers, developers, paid ad specialists, you know, you got a lot of different people that have to work together.
0: Yeah, Um, It's so true. Yeah, and, and- well, I, I want to mention about that because there's a fallacy, I think, in that that you're mentioning that a lot of people think marketing is creative. And they think that you need someone who is – that if we have the right idea, that if we just you know, have the right design, that if we have the right brand. But what you're hitting on is so key and fundamental that it's about process. And the formula I've come up for, with over the years is people times process equals performance. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think you're absolutely right. You need to have really good people, right? You need the right people on the bus, as they say. You have to have process. And you know more than most people, cash as an agency owner, process is everything. You live and die by process. You can have amazing people, but if you don't have really
1: good process, your performance is going to suffer as a result. Yeah, because like in the case of you know processes, for one, if you have uh, staff remove positions or leave the company or something, and you've yeah. got to bring in somebody new, it's those processes that get them up to speed faster and don't break things essentially because you have you know <laughs> everybody you know, like say you got to have them all on the same page, and that's where your processes really come in, and especially like say if you're you know building up a marketing team, you know, because. it's kind of, you have processes within processes. So you might have certain ways designers do things or content writers, but then there's also things that they have to be able to do together, which is a different type of process, you know, that you might've put, you know, had to think out and you have to understand how people work and such, you know, it's like, there's so much, how, like really how critical it is, or is it, you know, that if you're going to put together a team, you know, um, like, why should you be putting together a team as a business for one if you and this this goes for whether i say you're hiring internally um you're working with outside contractors you know why should a business want to have a marketing team to begin with well
0: marketing is essential let's start there you know you have to do marketing you have to get your word out to the right people so you need to be doing marketing in some capacity but you need a team to do it for you whether they're internal or external as you mentioned because You can't do everything. And if if you're the CEO or the business owner, you know, you need a team to support you because you can't be doing the marketing yourself forever. Um, and if you're not, if you're in marketing, you still need a team because there's so much to do. And one of the things I love, but I also hate about marketing is that it constantly changes, right? We have all these platforms and all these channels and all these tools, and consumers change too in terms of now they want short video and you know, they have a shorter attention span. And so Mm -hmm. what you did five years ago, writing blog articles and pretty in-depth content, you need to slice that up now. And so things are constantly changing and you can't stay on top of learning all that stuff and execute all that stuff and still build and grow the business yourself. So a team is fundamental and absolutely essential.
1: Okay. So let's, let's dive into how you actually build that team. You know, the people themselves, because before you need processes, you know, like, you know, before you really get the organization part going, who, should you be looking to recruit, you know, wh- what kind of things do business owners need to you know, consider? Because, you know, I see like I've dealt with, of course, you know, tons of people that have marketing backgrounds or skills yep. and stuff over the years, whatnot, but there are different levels of skill. There's different, you know, people that are not fits for certain jobs. You, know, you mentioned, you know, having the right people on the bus. This is something in our agency, we take really seriously, you know, because you have them, the right people on the bus, but they got to be in the right seat, yeah. You know, yes. And, yes. And some and there's um I don't remember the name of the book, but it was, um I think it might have been traction, you know something like that. Uh, but it's like right people, you know, right seat, right person. You could have the right person in the wrong seat. Totally. You know? So start there. What are we looking at when we're recruiting? What should we be focused on?
0: The first step is to figure out how many seats you you really need. And I think this is a, a mistake that a lot of people make when they build a team is they think about the end goal and not today. And so they get too many people or they think, you know, we need a massive bus of people because then mm-hmm. I'll have a person for this and a person for that. You know, you don't need that when you're getting started. Uh, if you have a big team already, obviously, you know, you need more support and you need more people. But the first thing is decide who do we really need. And that can be tough if you don't have marketing experience or the marketing skills, because we think I need to be on TikTok. Well, are your clients really on TikTok? Yeah. You know, or we need a you do a bunch of blogs. Is that really going to work? You know, so you have to have some level of prowess and, or some feedback or some guidance on what is your marketing strategy? And then where are you at growth wise, company size wise? So what, who are the people we need? How many people do we need is the first step. And then you can look at now, if we know we need two people, three people, 10 people, how do we build the right combination of people? Like you said, with the right skill set to achieve our strategy and our goals and our objectives.
1: Well, okay. So that's interesting because first, you know, before you decide who you even need, look at how you get your clients. Right. You know, how do you get your customers? You know, And say, okay, well, our best avenues have been, you know, here, here, and here. Totally. And then, okay. So if those are our best avenues and we want to pursue them further, this, this will start to give us clarity on who we're going to need because of whatever that might be, you know, like, if it was social media, okay, I might need somebody that's design and content focused. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, and, or I need a, a leader, like say, maybe I get all my business through social media. Well, <laughs> I need a social, an expert in social media. I need somebody that has a heavy background that shows that they can actually drive business from there. Well, that might be my lead. And then, okay, who do I need to, for them to, you know, to support that person. Right. Uh, so and this is
0: where oh sorry go ahead
1: no go ahead. no yeah go ahead
0: this is where you know there are some roles that are fundamental to other roles so for example a designer is someone who can create good looking assets whether it's a, a banner or an ad or an email or what have you or a social media post so a designer is a good person to have no matter what mm-hmm. because you're probably going to need to design things the same thing with a writer or a copywriter you're going to have to yeah. write words in your ads, in your emails, in your social posts, et cetera. So there are some fundamental roles like that that basically every business needs at some point. Now, if you're a, a small business or you know starting a business, you probably don't need a designer in-house. You yeah. can outsource that. You know, there's a lot of contractor platforms for that. But if you're building an internal team, trying to grow it, these are some of the things to think about, that there are fundamental roles that apply and can support you no matter what channels or strategies or things you're pursuing. Mm-hmm. And so finding someone who has the right aesthetic as a designer and and the right skill sets and uses the right tools or a copywriter who can understand your brand and your tone and your voice. You know, those things are really important for the, for the team to think about in the beginning.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, you know, those things are going to be really critical. Yeah. And I like what you mentioned about, you know, you could go a contractor platform or something like you also need to consider how much do you need them? Yeah. yeah. Cause depending on, you know, so Depending on how much you're doing on different platforms and stuff, you may need a full time leader, but you don't need necessarily full time support you know, for certain positions, but you need people that are skilled. So, you know, considering the, you know, whether you're going to go some sort of a virtual marketing assistant, you know, through a contractor platform like Upwork or something like that, you want to have permanent team members, you know, for what you need, uh, because you're going to, it's going to be more seamless for the work you need to do, but you might not need them full time. So consider flexibility is one of the things you, you know.
0: Absolutely. And this is where agencies come into play. You know, like your agency, Cash Titan Digital, I think it's a really good option for people, for many people when they're starting out and even when they're late game. You know, in the middle, you're trying to build your team and you want to have them in house and you want more control. But in the beginning, you can get a lot of leverage out of an agency because they have all the people, they have all the process, they've done it a million times, and they can make it cost effective for you. And at the later stage, a lot of my clients, you know, they have many agencies because they're doing yeah. so many things that you know one agency couldn't support all the stuff they're doing. And so mm-hmm. I wouldn't rule out an agency when you're beginning, because you can also learn a lot from an agency. And so if you have a small internal team and you work with an agency as well, your team will quickly learn best practices and knowledge and templates and tools that the agency is using that they can adopt. And so if you don't have the marketing prowess or experience to build a team yourself, I would really consider partnering with an agency and then, kind of learning from them as you build the team uh, and maybe even asking them for support in that because they might be able to help you with that.
1: Yeah, that's a that's an interesting point because a lot of times, you know especially younger businesses and stuff, they're gonna maybe hire an agency to support them anyway. Yeah. yeah. So and so if you're looking at how do I build my team, one thing to consider if you're gonna hire an outside agency, look at their expertise, what are the, you know, does it align with what you do, you know, what you need? Because you can have agencies that do different things. I always uh, use e-commerce as you know, one of the best examples or easiest one to understand. As an agency, I can build an e-commerce website. Those things we do. But we are not the ideal fit for e-commerce marketing. Okay, so if you were if you are an e-commerce company, you need to find an agency that is aligned with what you do. They understand what you do. And then if you've got your internal people. okay, so you might have two or three people assigned to it, depending on the size of your company or something. um, Then if you if they're working closely with them, yeah, they're going to learn. Yeah, they're going to pay. They're going to pick up a lot of the because they may be in some cases actually like the juniors. In a sense, you know, like less experienced and whatnot, that agency brings a ton of experience. So they're going to be able to pick up a lot. And as they do, then you can start to build out your own internal department.
0: Yes. Yes. There are so many nuances there that you can learn from working with an agency about what are they looking at? What metrics are important to them? How do they think about the growth or the problem or Mm -hmm. what they're doing? What tools and templates are they using? What is their reporting framework? What dashboards are they sharing with us? You know, so you can, you know, uh, borrow and steal a lot of that from an agency. Obviously, you're paying for it, but uh, you yeah. can really quickly ramp up your team. Like you said, if they're junior people, they can observe and pay attention if they have the right you know attitude and mindset uh, and adopt that internally. And then you become closer aligned to the agency, which is a really good thing as well. But then when you get big enough and you grow, you can eventually, you know, decide how to uh, change or evolve that relationship. So I think it's a really easy way if you're a small business or, or starting out here, work with an agency and and. Borrow and learn from them.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, because I say agencies are going to bring a ton of experience, hopefully, you know, like like I say (laughs) from, you know, multiple, so, you know, from multiple people within the agency, whether it's the principal of the agency, different staff that are assigned to help manage the account and whatnot. And so if you're smart as a business owner, you know, you're, for one, you're picking up things because you're, you know, spending some time working with them. Um, And then, as you're building out your own team, you're making sure that they're doing it and you're taking your time to understand, I say, so be, you know, inquisitive, ask questions. So you understand what is going on, how it's being done and whatnot. And, you know, over time, you know, you can, um, yeah, evolve that relationship if you want, you know, to something different.
0: Yeah. And if you don't want to hire an agency, or if that's not an option for you right now, the other best thing I can say about who to hire for marketing is when you talk to someone about marketing, about a specific role or channel or initiative or project you're working on, the number one thing I look for is inquisitive nature, curiosity, the questions Mm -hmm. that they ask. You want to find someone who's excited and who's poking and and probing and saying, well, have you tried this or what about this or could we do this? Those are the types of people that regardless of their experience, they will be the ones who will dive in, who will learn, who will try things. And that's what you want as a marketer. Nobody knows what works in marketing. Not me, not agencies, not my clients, nobody. And the reality is you need to figure it out. You have to test stuff and try stuff. So that's why you want to hire people who are so curious and so uh, proactive, not reactive saying, tell me what to do and I'll build the page or I'll create the ad. You want someone to say, could we try this? What if we did this? And if you hire those people, you can almost guarantee success.
1: Yeah and that goes whether you're like say hiring the agency or hiring internal people and stuff Totally, that's what you you know so it is a a key component of whoever you hire it needs to be inquisitive in nature because yes. you don't want marketing should not be where you have just a you know a bunch of order takers essentially that totally you know, say oh, you know okay you need me to do this if i have to tell you all the time that's not the right person you need somebody that's willing to inquire make suggestions bring up you know have ideas they you yeah. want to see enthusiasm in what they're doing because they and then you gotta you've got to give them you know some free reign to be able to try things because yeah nobody has like marketing yeah you, know, you can figure it out for a business but it doesn't mean what you figured out here applies to another business you're just using the experiences to maybe shorten the learning curve some
0: Totally. I love what you said there, Cash, about giving them free reign. That's a really hard thing for people to do, mm-hmm. but it's so important because like you said, if you are so prescriptive, like let's do this and only this, then you're going to struggle because you know, you're know you putting the blinders on uh, and, and your team can't explore and try things. And you may be so close to success or close to a really big opportunity, but you got to open it up and say, go do it. And they might fail. They might make mistakes. They might yeah. waste some of your money, but that's okay because they'll learn and they can learn and then improve. I call that approach test-driven marketing. I think yeah. everything should be a test. The more you can test, the smaller you can test, the faster you can test, the quicker you can figure out, as you said, what works and what doesn't. And then obviously you can do more of what works and do less of what doesn't, and and achieve success
1: a lot better, a lot faster. Yeah, the uh, the adage "fail fast," you know. Yes. Fail, fail forward, uh, and. <laughs> And that's what you want because marketing is going to have a, a lot of failure to it. It's totally. just what it is. You know, yeah. But if you've got the right people, you know, they're going to learn from each thing that they do. And in some cases you have success, but it's not necessarily this, the level that you want, yeah. you know, it's, it could be a small win, but not the big one you're looking for. Right. Yeah. You know, so if you're, you know, willing to give your team some freedom, also they'll be more inclined to try new things you know because they won't be they're not gonna be shot down all the time.
0: Right, right. And I think that's an unfair expectation that we put on new hires from marketing or agencies that we work with that we think you're an expert in this and so you're gonna know what to do and you're gonna do it perfectly and it's gonna work. And there's so many variables in there, you know, uh, the market, the economy, consumers, the competition. yeah, you know so it is a process. It is iterative. We have to test things, try things, learn things, reflect on them, make changes, improve, et cetera. So we can't just expect that you hire the right person or you hire the right agency and that voila, now you're growing every year constantly without any struggles or troubles.
1: How much does it matter to like put together a culture of creativity for your team? You know, so the people that you're bringing on because marketers... You know, they're, they're, they come in different flavors a little bit, you know, because you can have people that are more of an analytical, you know, sense and, you know, creativity is not as much there. And then you have other, you know, the other end of the spectrum, you know, so how much does it matter from, you know, if you're building out a team, you know, that they are really creative too? you know, we think inquisitive, okay, now how creative are they?
0: Yeah, it's, it's fundamentally important. And you'd be surprised at how creative your team is and your people are. Uh, until you actually talk to them and ask them. And I have, a, I have an unfair advantage because I work with a lot of teams. And so I get to you know meet with them and talk with them and hear their ideas. And when you get them together and when you give them the right questions and the right framework, it's magic. The ideas they come up with and the thoughts that they have or the things they've been thinking for a while but never said because they didn't have an yeah. outlet to say it. And you're like, this is amazing. This We should do this. Or the observations they've had that they've been hiding or withholding because no one ever asked them. And so I think your team is a lot more creative than you think if you have a team. And if you're building a team, you want them to be creative. You want them to be, as you said, have this free reign to, we're open to any opportunity that will help us grow and improve and achieve our objectives. Doesn't matter if we're doing it or not doing it. It doesn't matter if it means we have to stop doing something, but tell us your ideas, be open with us and reward that. And some of my clients, I even tell them they should give out an award for the best idea that didn't work. repeat that the best idea that didn't work because that's what you want you want to encourage really good ideas that maybe they work maybe they don't but it was a really good idea and if you do that you'll have this culture of innovation of creativity and of pushing the envelope of what's possible but if you instead say this is what we're doing just do this don't give us new ideas I mean you're going to be obsolete you're going to be out of business and so creativity innovation is fundamentally important and you have to foster it and nurture it you can't just hope that it happens
1: yeah, you know, goes back to when you're actually recruiting the people and stuff that you want people that on the surface they look creative and you can tell, you know, and that can be in the kind of work that they do in the designs yeah. and stuff. But you really want to be looking at, you know, asking questions about, you know, what kind of campaigns did they put together and stuff. Yep. I had this, uh, I talked to this guy yesterday that uh, had the idea, for, and I want to pitch this to some uh, car dealerships. I really do. So, um, you think about, so you're thinking about outside the box stuff, and this is what you should be looking for in people. And I suggested to him we were talking about, um, different types of campaigns. My suggestion was, is you take a car dealer, especially if you could get like a vintage car, you know, like classic car <laughs> dealer. And you have a spokesperson and, you know, I think old TV commercials and whatnot, and you go straight the used car salesman persona to the hilt, to the extent that you dress them up in like a yellow suit and they've got the big cowboy, oh, no. yellow cowboy hat <laughs> and they're going to- totally overboard, you know, like way overboard. You take it yes. to extremes, but, but, you know, you ever see those like uh, TV commercials that, you know, <laughs> like you'd see the used car lots and stuff like that. And they'd have the, like the little flags and what, yep. you know, yep. everything. I'm like, let's <laughs> go back to that. See it, you know, take a car dealer. It could be a new car dealer and stuff. Yep. But you got this guy that's so over the top. We were talking social media and what was like, can stand out on like TikTok ads and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. If you put a 30 second spot, those things will grab interest. And if you're a classic car dealer, they ship all yes. over the country. You know, like if some, so you're trying to draw attention to the dealership and the cars, and you could put them on like this, you know, used car, you know, old school used car lot looking place, you it. know, and you got the guy going totally <laughs> overboard, and he's like yeah i could just you know hear the voice you know that he's like you know totally selling in used car <laughs> full mode you gotta come yep. on down here we got deals going <laughs> all day long you know that kind of thing and he's like i could see him going and caressing the hood this is a beauty <laughs> yeah it's like just totally overboard and that's what you want it with your yes. team is creativity to bring you know new ideas totally. so whether you go with it or not right it's the it's the generation part of it yes you know that if you're willing to give them freedom yeah you may not use the idea but it's like wow But it might lead to something else yeah yeah that's the idea and then because then you also if you can get you know some people and if if your team sees you're willing to listen and potentially pursue some of those ideas you're going to have other people start to unlock what might be possible you know it's kind of the kind of goes back to the no idea is a bad idea you know like yes yeah there's no stupid question. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. Because if you don't ask the question, we don't. You know. So that's the. You know. To me, that's what you want. You know. If you're going to put together creativity, you've got it. Freedom is going to be the biggest thing for them to be creative. Yes.
0: Yes. You know, Dave Trot is an advertising legend, and he says often yeah. that um, there's thousands and thousands of messages that we see every day, and yet we remember only a handful of them. You know. And mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, watching this, and if you think about what's an ad you saw yesterday, and you remember the ad and the product. You know, it's it's hard to remember. Uh, and that's the challenge. And so I, I love what you said about the used cars, car salesman. I, I thought of Anchorman for some reason when you were describing yeah, it. And that's it, the, the that's visual, it. Ron yeah, Burgundy yeah. is
1: the actual, yeah. you know, and I hadn't yes. thought of him initially, but then that, yeah. that's actually who I was talking to. He <laughs> mentions, yeah, the Ron Burgundy of car salesman. Yes, yes, yes. that's him. And that's It, who, it stands you know, out.
0: You know, you have to be that provocative and that different because there's so many messages that we're seeing and hearing. And we need marketers on our team who can think like that, who understand the situation, who, you know, if I go on my phone and I go through Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or anything, there's so many things on there. And how do you stand out? You need someone, like you said, who has the creativity, the innovation and the understanding of the platforms to know what is it like and what does it take to be successful and to stand out? So yes, we need that innovation. We need that creativity. We need that. I think the boldness too is what you underscored there that we don't need small ideas. We need big ideas. You need to take big swings here.
1: Yeah, that's, you know, especially in the, you know, age of social media and stuff like that, you know, where we have short attention spans and you're, and there's so much that we consume, you know, there's so much media we consume and everything you have to have, you know, you have to have stuff that can stand out from all of that, you know, that can make a statement. And also you can build out those things as campaigns because, you know, I say, if it's not bold, you know, just, you know, in some way. It's just lost in the mix. And that's what a lot of companies, totally. they don't do things that stand out.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And if you watch TV or any ads or go on social media, you'll see a bunch of stuff that's just boring and bland and generic and does yeah. not stand
1: out. Yeah. And so if you're putting together a team, you know, one of the things to consider is, like I say, whether you use the ideas or not, they've got to be willing to come up with bold ideas. Not every idea is going to make sense. Yeah. (laughs) You know, to do for your brand, your mission, you know, whatever it may be, it might not be a fit, but if they're not willing to come up with those ideas to begin with, you'll never have anything.
0: Right. Right. And, and part of this too, I think also leads to don't hire people who have experience in your industry. And by that, I mean, um, if you hire someone, if you're like a law firm and you hire someone who's done law firm marketing, what are they going to do? They're going to do what law firms do Uh when they market. And you're going to have the same ideas and the same perspectives. So it might be good to hire someone who doesn't have the experience in your industry or who has a variety of different experiences and background and knowledge, because that's what you need. Frankly, is you need diversity of thought of innovation, not just the same thing that your competitors are doing.
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. I've, you know, as an agency, we worked with different trucking companies and stuff over the years and we don't get hired to help, you know, get more, you know, people needing to ship stuff. Okay. We, we get hired to help recruit drivers. Yeah. And the problem in that industry is that every company says the exact same thing, Yes, yes. you know, yeah. More miles, steady miles, pay, whatever it may be. And right. that's why to your point of not hiring people in your industry, because, you know, if they are in your industry, they're probably going to go back to those, you know, same generic messages that maybe yep. at a previous company they worked at, they used and stuff. And it's just, well, this is what's done in this industry. Well, right. the point is, is to get away from what's done in this industry.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Trucking is a, that's a
1: tough industry uh, for oh. recruitment. Yeah, it really is. You know, we, we, <laughs> we also deal with trucking schools and I totally prefer them. Um, nice. <laughs> okay. So that's a different,
0: a different conversation.
1: Yeah. So if you're, if you're, you know, okay, you're building up your team. Now let's talk upskills, you know, like how yeah. are we can you know to improve, how should we be approaching that so that your team is continuously upskilling, you know, because we don't want them to be stagnant. If they, you know, they come with yes. a skill set, but if we're not helping them improve, they're not gonna want to stick around, you know, for one. Yeah, you know, so and you've gotta keep people, you know, especially creative people, you've got to keep them engaged. So, you know, upskilling, you know, a, a model of continuous learning, you know, Yeah, how should how should companies be approaching that?
0: I love that you mentioned this cash because so many organizations forget this and they think I hire people, they're good and they're going to stay good forever. But we yeah. just said that marketing changes constantly. So you have to be constantly upskilling your people and I call it raising the bar. And there's a lot of ways to do this. And so you can pick your poison here, but the easiest way is if you have skilled people and you have junior people, have the junior people shadow the skilled people have them work together you know yeah. have them mentor the junior people uh, another way is there's lots of free education out there and i think the best place ironically enough is youtube there's yeah. constantly new stuff posted if you follow the right people there's wonderful information on youtube for free so give your team time and point them in the right direction of people to follow on youtube or to things to watch or things to explore and look into of course there's things like you know linkedin learning has some yeah. courses too there's udemy and some other stuff as well you know, that's all good stuff as well. But point is, give them budget and time and space to go and learn stuff like that. Yeah. In addition, you can bring in outside people, contractors or trainers or coaches or advisors to do a workshop, do a training. You can have your internal team do a lunch and learn where someone says, here's a thing I learned recently or here's a thing we're doing. And that helps build morale and build uh, rapport and, and share those ideas. So there's a lot of ways you can do this, but I think you need a variety of them. You know, don't just do one of the things I said. Do one this month, one next month, you know, and build upon this. But the idea here is really important that you're giving your team the time and the space and the budget to do this because it's a worthwhile investment. You know, it's like putting money in the in your savings account or in the stocks. It's going to improve over time. You just have to keep adding to it a little by little.
1: Yeah. The one thing I would add to that, too, is that um, provide them structure in, in going about it, either, whether it's, you know, through somebody leading such an initiative and making sure that there is time. Cause what i found is, you know, if your organization, you know, people get busy and such, and what happens is they, they lean towards not doing it. They say the excuse becomes, <laughs> I have, you know, too much on my plate already. I don't have right. time to do this. And you can say, well, you know, we've told you, you can make time. They won't actually make time, you know, so structure matters and having a point person to lead such initiatives matter so that they are clearing out calendar time if necessary to say, okay, Hey, we're, you know, the whole team, we're taking, you know, two hours off every week or something, but you're going to focus on your learning aspect, you know? So something that gives them structure and also accountability for it and say, Hey, we've we've provided you all of these resources, you know, and like, something like YouTube is not, you know, a structured course where it's check the box, but it is a matter of going back and being, okay, did you, you know, we gave you five courses, where are you, you know, progress monitoring of some sort for them.
0: Yeah. I think the accountability or right is key. And that's where the lunch and learns help. If you Mm -hmm. go and learn stuff and then let's come back and let's share what we learned uh, or one at a time. But I think having accountability absolutely is essential. You know, there's a, There's a famous uh, story, hypothetical perhaps, of a conversation between a CEO and a CMO. And the CEO says, you know, what if we invest in our people and they leave? And what if we develop their skills more and they leave us? And the CMO says, you know, what if we don't and they stay? And I think that's the underscore here is, you know, if you have people, if you have a team, you have to be investing in them. You have to give them the time and the space and the resources to improve. Otherwise, you will be at a detriment.
1: Yeah, and the flip side of that too is okay, if you don't invest, that's also very noticeable, you know, so they could, leave yep. because you don't put any time into them. You don't right. give them the opportunities and such, you know? So, you know, it's uh, you know, if you do, they could leave. And if you don't, they could leave. So you're not really going to you know, there's no better way, you know, a better direction for that. You right. know, like say from that, from that straight, Hey, if we, mm-hmm. you know, whatever we do, they're going to leave. Yeah. Well, in society now, (laughs) they're probably going to at some point, but if you're investing in them, others see that, you know, they see that you're willing to invest in your staff. You're willing to invest in the learning and you could have people that, you know, just go on the assumption that everybody at some point will leave, but they may stick around longer than they would have otherwise, you know, and then while they're there, you're getting the advantage of those extra skills that you've helped them learn. Totally, it's really important. Yeah, um, let's see. So, everything's in you know evolving. So, like evolving constantly. You know, what would be if I'm structuring a team? let me say, where should I start? You know, for businesses that are just putting everything together, what would be your like top tips on if you're going to do this? You know, you want to focus on, you know, these things in the beginning and then know from a, you know, ongoing standpoint, you need to make sure you're also doing these things.
0: Absolutely. Well, today in today's environment, remote is key. You know, even huge companies are going remote, staying remote. And so if you're starting out now, you know, consider remote. You don't have to build a team. You don't need people in office. You don't need people in your area. You have access to so many resources and so many people around the world you know, who, who have the right skills yeah. and can give you the right time. And as you said earlier, the right amount of time as well. Yeah. So that's the first thing is kind of open your perspective that we don't need people in our neighborhood. We need, we need the right people from anywhere. Um, right. The second thing is figure out the one or two roles, if you're starting out here, that you really need, that you don't have the expertise in, that you know you're going to need long term, and that you're doing right now. So again, that could be copywriting. if you need a, If you're writing emails or if you're making social posts, a copywriter is a great person to have. Uh, maybe it's a designer. Although I think a lot of new businesses or small businesses over-index on design. Uh, the design yeah. doesn't matter as much as you may think it does. And so I think copywriter may be a good place to start. But find the one or two roles that you really need, and then go and interview a bunch of people. Don't hire the first person you talk to. Don't hire your friends. You know, cousin. Uh, yeah. Go and talk to as many people as you can, and give them a little test. Even if to pay them, you know, create three social posts for me and pay them to do that and see what they create. That's the best way to do it and ask those questions that we talked about to figure out how are they, you know, curiosity-wise, uh, do they have creative big ideas? You know, those are really important. And are they excited about helping you in your business to do these things? Because they're just like, I'll do whatever you want me to do. They're not a good fit. But if they're like, oh my gosh, this is a cool opportunity. And yeah. I can't wait to help you build this. And that's the right person to hire. Yeah,
1: like we have a, we have a staffer uh, that's in our part of our Costa Rican team and we hired her on a few months ago and such. And we said, you know, we're bringing you on to be a content writer, but we want you to use chat GPT because it needs an experienced writer to get the most out of the software. And, you know, and the first question we asked is do you have you know, experience yet using chat? And she said, yes. And I asked her, I said, you know, like, how are you using it? And she said, well, one of the things I do is uh, I have it help me write bedtime stories for my son. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, that's, that's like a really creative way to do it. And, and, but we, you know, we asked, you know, when we were hiring, um, like, what do you bring to the table in the sense of, you know, like, how would you be doing it? How would you push this position? How, you know, what you envision it becoming things like that. And, um, it's been a a remarkable thing when you get the right person, you know, in that seat, you know, you've got the right seat, you've got the right person because, she's figuring out things and now coaching other staff members nice. you know, on how to maximize its ability to use you know, feel use it correctly and stuff. And um, you know, so you want to look for people that can really, you know, if given the opportunity and she was with a, an agency that had like a thousand people, you know, and you know, so we, we hired for experience yeah, and we were able to bring her on because she wanted opportunity. So you have yeah. to look for those kinds of things too. Totally. Is is they she wanted a chance to show what she could really do. And it, because we were willing to let her do exactly that, you know, and run with it and stuff. Now we've got her helping in, you know, numerous areas and we consider her a rock star in the company. Yeah. That's so amazing. you know, you that's what you're looking for. Give people the freedom. Find the yes. right people that yes. you think, you know, if you give them the freedom they'll be able to run with it. And, you know, I say not every idea they're going to have is something you're going to necessarily go with, but you know, if you give them the freedom and they see that you do use ideas and you let them really, you know, um, bring something, you know, and they see things being implemented throughout your company that were their ideas, you will end up with a lot more loyalty that way. And you'll end up with people that, you know, you can trust to do their jobs and do them well. So it's, you know, Putting your team together, like I said, there's a lot that goes into it, but it can be really rewarding when you get it, you know, get it right.
0: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And it still requires the management and the accountability that we talked about, but absolutely, you know, you got to get the right
1: people and you got to give them the freedom to excel. Yeah. Tim, this has been a great conversation. Um, how would people, you know, get a hold of you, you know, if they need to be, able, you know, they want to put together a team, but they want somebody to work with to do that. Absolutely.
0: The best place to connect with me is on LinkedIn. I post there six times a week, and I do live trainings every week. So LinkedIn, you can search my name, Tim Parkin, that's Parking without the G,
1: uh, or on my website, timparkin.com. Okay. This has been another great episode. Um, I'm your host Cash Miller, Marketing Masters, and CEO of Titan Digital. We've been talking about how to build marketing teams. A lot of the advice is team building in general, you know, so there's a, a lot of um, takeaways. Remember, I say people bring a lot to the table if you give them the freedom to use, you know, their knowledge, their experience, their skill set, and know that you know. They can grow their skills over time, but you got to give them opportunities to do that as well, and your business will benefit. Thank you for tuning in today, and we'll see you on the next episode.